In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. The world goes wrong when Satan flips it upside down. That was one thing we learned from Dr. Kleinig last week, and we hear it again from Jesus and James this morning in the Gospel and the Epistle. Jesus is determined to be a servant. As a servant, he comes for the life of the world. But for the life of the world, he ends up dead on a cross after being betrayed by his best friends and suffering at the hands of his worst enemies. Like the disciples in the Gospel for this morning, we can find this teaching of Jesus frightening too. You don't need to be a genius to know that when Jesus says, follow me, and then goes to suffer and die as an atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world, it means that the 12 disciples and you and I are going to have some bumps and bruises along the way too, and that can scare us. While there will always be days that we are afraid, it is how we engage our fears that makes all the difference. Today, instead of staying near Jesus and dealing with whatever fears they've got in the light of Christ, we see the disciples fall back from him, first out of earshot, and then into the shadows, and then into the darkness. In the darkness, so far from Jesus, they lose their way, so instead of overcoming their fears, with the heavenly authority of Jesus' death and resurrection, as in one way or another, however painful this may be, Jesus promises a resurrection and he will sort it out for our good. They instead do the earthly thing and they try to overcome their fears with force. The trouble with force is that it always ends up doing violence to ourselves and to others around us. So when the disciples ask the wrong question, the power question, the force question, as in, who is the greatest here? Then each one of them has to get busy pushing the others down in order to be master, to be powerful, and to win. James describes how wrong force can go in the epistle for today. The proper order of things, says James, is to follow the wisdom that comes down from heaven, the wisdom incarnate in Jesus Christ. That wisdom, born of Mary, works in a way that is always meek and pure, peaceful and gentle and open to reason, full of mercy, filled with good fruits, impartial, sincere, and righteous. But good flips to evil whenever we grow fearful or nervous or tired or suspicious of that, and like the disciples, grow cold and distant. Then, like them, we fall back from Jesus out of earshot and into the shadows and finally into the darkness where Satan can have his way. 
James describes what life in the darkness is like. Bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, boasting, and lies. Passionate self-interest, coveting, fighting, and pride. And all of this, says James, is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, dark, and disordered. That kind of chaos, that kind of disorder, means the flip has already happened. That Satan has flipped your world and mine upside down. And so our only hope is a morning like this, when Jesus comes back again in mercy and flips things right way round. We can't do it by ourselves, we know that. We can't make progress at all. And so our only hope is if Jesus returns to us and makes wrongs right, which is, of course, precisely why he comes again this morning. And here is how he does it. What were you discussing along the way? Verse 33. Just by asking that question, Jesus pulls them back into earshot. And so back into his presence, back to himself, back into the light, and he begins to scatter the darkness. Just by asking that question, what were you discussing along the way? Jesus pulls them back toward home again, just as he pulls at you again this morning, pulling you back to his presence and his wisdom and his cross and his love and his forgiveness and his Eucharist. And then he gives them, those 12 and us, a simple lesson on living that is so easy to understand we could hardly miss it. He takes a child into his arms and says, if you welcome this child in my name, then you welcome me and you also welcome my Father in heaven. So what do you know about children? In a big, forceful, powerful world, kids come last. They aren't clever enough to hide for very long. They aren't quiet enough to live in darkness. They aren't strong enough to win a fist fight, and in the end, they get very frightened if they are left behind. But for all of their weaknesses, kids do believe what you tell them. And that is Jesus' lesson for us today. As we think about how to engage our own fears, we're meant to think about children. Kids believe what you tell them. Tell them they are smart and they believe they are smart. Tell them they are wonderful and they thrive. Tell them they are beautiful and they beam with confidence. Tell them that Jesus loves them and they live within that love and then the strangest thing happens. They love Jesus back. So Jesus is right. Big people who have fallen back from him into chaos and darkness actually have quite a lot to learn from little people living in the light. Little ones held close in the arms of the incarnate wisdom from heaven. To be a child is to believe what Jesus tells you. 
no matter what you and I have said or done up to now, he forgives us, and he loves us, and he wants us near. And so once again this morning, everybody gets a fresh start. To be like a child is to say and do what Jesus says and does, even when it seems painful or unnatural or crazy or a losing proposition or upside down, at least by how the world sees upside down. And to be like a child is to know that even when we are frightened by the future, that Jesus is with us in our next steps and he will sort it out for our good and somehow, somewhere, he will land us in a forgiving and resurrected place far beyond our fears. When Jesus flips our world right side up again by saying that the best thing for us is to be close to him and be forgiven by him and then to live as meek and pure and wise and kind and light and as servants to him and to each other for the life of the world and the life of the church, then the only proper response is to welcome that with a thank you very much, knowing that there is always resurrection and life on the far side of his cross. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.